Welcome back to the Heading Out Podcast, number one podcast in the entire world about heading out. I'm your host, Nick Hedrick. Thank you for joining me for this, I guess we can call it bi-weekly podcast. Try to record every week, but you know what, man? Real life has really been hitting lately, and it's really been tough. But we fight on for all of you. We continue to head out because it's what us header-outers do. We head out. We persevere. We fight through the fire through the fire and flames on guitar hero it's in my bedroom right now uh the guitar hero game uh but thank you for joining us it's exciting to uh be back always love getting some solo reps in um a little bit about the show uh you know things are difficult because of my work schedule sometimes i just get home and i'm in the mood to record something like tonight so that's what's happening uh, but Jack's the co-host. Jack knows that I love him like a brother, and he'll be on the show. He's not off the show or anything, because there's a few solo episodes here and there. He's definitely on the show. It's just getting our schedules all figured out and everything's a hassle. Sometimes I'm motivated, like mo- motivated Conor McGregor, I guess, and just really want to get in and record. And so I get in here and I do that. And so that's that's the deal with that, is <laughs> really all I have to say. But uh, yeah, man, I... Bob Saget just died a couple days ago. I guess we can start there. Uh, not to make this a current events podcast, but it kind of fits in. <laughs> it's messed up. I'm not laughing because he's dead. That, I'm not even that deranged. Uh, but the the whole premise of this week's episode is going to be vacations and like clearing your head. And I'll never forget fourth grade. Um, my grandparents and parents are really into camping. Therefore, I'm really into camping. Uh, love the ideology that we should live like simpler people. I like the bare minimum kind of things, but then uh, sometimes uh, people point out, like you're paying all this money to pretend you're poor and like you're homeless. What's the deal with that? I never thought of it that way, but I do enjoy the simplicity of camping, taking in nature, clearing the head, which is all kind of what we're going to get into today to touch on that again. But what's funny, um, again, not funny, (laughs) but... uh, I remember we were going camping for like a week when I was in fourth grade during summer vacation. Uh, And I would go to my one set of grandparents' house every Tuesday, Thursday, my other set every Monday, Wednesday, Friday while my parents were at work because I wasn't old enough to be home alone yet. And while I was going to my grandparents' house that we were going camping with, I would always watch Full House. I thought Danny Danny Tanner was a goober. thought he was hysterical. Um, But... I had a crush on one of the daughters. Can't remember which one it was. Doesn't matter. Uh, As I grew up, I found out blondes weren't my thing, and so that that was that. Uh, Not saying that because my girlfriend's probably going to listen, and I'm afraid, but because she's a brunette. But yeah. Uh, Anyway, uh, so I watched Full House, thought it was funny. Uncle Joey and all them. Hee haw, John Stamos played guitar. I thought he was cool. And uh, I really liked the episode where Aunt Lori, uh, Lori or whatever the hell her name was, Aunt Becky, I think her name was in the show, really liked when she uh, bribed colleges with money to let them in. I thought that was such a funny episode. I remember really laughing at that one with my grandfather, just her. Uh, it's, the, it's such a weird premise for an episode, too. Just her trying to get her small children into college by bribing uh, schools like USC. I thought it was hysterical, and it was a really good change of pace. And I like when a show goes out on a limb like that to really... Uh, really push the boundaries. Uh, anyway, uh, I remember we were getting close to the end of Full House. Uh, I went on the family computer, in the family computer room, which I'm sure many of you had growing up in the mid-2000s, and I looked up uh, 
like the synopsis. I think it said the season and episode number, and I put it in on like the TV guide. It said the season and episode number to clarify, and I put it in the computer, and I found out there's only about five or six episodes left of Full House, and then I realized that while we were camping, because they the channel showed them in order, I wasn't going to get to see the end of Full House. And I'm pretty sure Full House anyway was like canceled or they stopped it before they had a proper finale. I might be completely wrong in that. I never did see the last five or six episodes of Full House to this day. Don't know how Full House ends. So it's kind of sad. It's kind of sad because Bob Saget's life has now ended the way I never got to see the ending of Full House. Was that a very morbid comparison? Probably. But it kind of sucks because Bob Saget was so cool. I literally lived off of that show and then Home Improvement growing up in the summers because those were always on and I thought they were hilarious. And then for a little bit, Deal or No Deal was sprinkled in there. But even at about nine, ten years old, I was like, wow, this show requires no skill. It's completely luck-based. What is the point? It's completely luck. It's not like you can watch someone cheat the game or you know, figure out a strategy. There is none. It's all luck. And I thought it was dumb. But those two comedies were the pillars of my childhood growing up in the summer. And uh, really unfortunate that Bob Saget has, uh, has passed away. Getting into the main course of this meal of a podcast. <laughs> I hated that as much as you did. Uh, we're talking about car rides. Because when we went on that camping trip, we took a nice car ride. And that got me thinking, boy, car rides are really cool. Uh, What can you say that hasn't been said already about the mental health benefit of car rides? Let me tell you this. I've always been trying to get my mental health in check. You know, we'll get into it one day about physical health and what I've been through and everything. But because of my past physical health, my mental health has been affected greatly. And I really need to do things for me. And one of the things I found out that works for me is once in a while, it never can be planned. But you just go for a drive and it hits. It hits different. Uh, there's really nothing you can compare a nice car ride, quiet roads, kind of empty, usually at night, uh, and just how beneficial that can be to your mindset and your psyche. I mean, the other day, I think I was going to work, going or coming from work, and my girlfriend I and I usually talk, but she couldn't, and this isn't to make it sound like I would prefer this to be the case all the time, but uh, I think it was just the randomness, like she couldn't talk, she didn't get done working that day or whatever. And I was like, God damn. And then I put on music and the music just lined up perfectly with my mental state that day. And it was beautiful. It felt like I was the main movie, the main movie, the main character in a movie, you know, like the music was just perfectly encapsulating the way that I felt and driving to work. I was kind of bummed to go to work. And then the way the music hit, I kind of was getting excited and was like, all right, we're going to go to work. We're going to earn some money today and that can go towards the future and all these things. And it's, I started getting excited to go to work and, uh, I don't know. It, it just all made sense. And I was like, this is, this is what is so great about car rides, you know? And it sounds so dumb and so basic, but it, it really can be beneficial to your mental health. And I started thinking of all the fun car rides, when I was little going on these vacations and having a little portable DVD player in the back of my car and watching old WWE DVDs that I had, like Stone Cold Steve Austin documentaries and Triple H documentaries and the best of SmackDown and the best of Jeff Hardy, because that's what middle-aged boys did. We loved wrestling, most of us. Uh, If you go to a heavy uh, 
populated with Catholic school like I did, well, then people laugh at you. But it is what it is. I know it's fake. But in middle school, I thought it was awesome. Uh, so I remember watching those in the back seat of my dad's van, the man van, as it was coined by my friends, uh, and just really enjoying those on long road trips, whether it be to the beach, whether it be at the time Pittsburgh, which I thought two hours was such a long road trip. We went to Columbus every other year growing up. Just a ton of fun watching those DVDs. And then I was huge in the sports, as I still am now. And just sitting in the back of the car eating some Doritos, not a care in the world. We didn't know. We were just kids. We didn't know what issues were. We didn't know what taxes were. I didn't know what an NFT was back then. I still don't know. Bitcoin, Dogecoin, any of it. It didn't matter. I didn't know how bad politicians, none of it mattered. We thought we had life so rough. But in that moment, even as a 10-year-old who thought, man, life's hard. Math is hard. I can't believe I have to go back to school in a couple months and do math. Even as a kid, you're like, wow, this is the life. This is the life. Eating my Mike and Ikes, watching Miracle on Ice. That's not a Disney movie, by the way. I mean, it is a Disney movie, but it's a hockey movie. It's not, it's not like some fairy tale movie. That, that's the life. And I've been, I've been reflecting on that because life, like, life's been a little hard lately. And that's why this podcast, I think, has been so stagnant. Life's been hard. I haven't been in the mindset to really come out here and do the things that I would normally do and have the swagger that I normally do. And that, and I'm not used to solo podcasting, so I've taken these times to say, what the hell, use this practice reps. Hopefully you're retained. But I just, the other day, to get back to the main point, was just so appreciative of all these car rides I have with my family and having those car ride discussions about random things. Uh, freshman year of college, me and some friends went to Myrtle Beach. And that car ride was so much fun because we just, my one friend Alec, who probably won't listen to this, but he's a master on the ox, he didn't play. We left from Pittsburgh. It was like 11, 9, 12 hours. I don't remember how long it was. Uh, it was a long drive. And he didn't play the same song twice. The whole trip. We were there for a week. That long car ride there and back. He didn't play the same song, I think, all week unless it was requested. It was it was a masterful performance, and I commend him on that. He should do one of those master class classes on it because I think that was probably the best display of oxmanship, which is a word I think I just made up, that I've ever seen. And I remember that car trip just as we were getting close, the jokes that were being made. And I'm like, that's just such a simple thing that can be so beneficial because you can be alone on a, in a car ride and it can be great, or you can be like the right friend or two going somewhere new and you just get talking and you learn things about each other that way. And I think it's just incredible that something so simple can have such a positive impact on not only your mental health, but even growing in friendships or growing in finding yourself, which again could sound deep, but I've, the more I've reflected on it, the more it sound the truer, the truer it has sounded. That sounds like English. Uh, but yeah, man, nothing, nothing beats a good car ride. Nothing at all beats a good car ride. And, uh, that's something that I hope <laughs> you take away. A place that we uh, we made several car rides to during my life was the Outer Banks. Every other year we went to the Outer Banks after we stopped going to the uh, Columbus every other year. And let me tell you, growing up in Erie, I thought Lake Erie was pretty damn cool. And then we got to the Outer Banks and I realized Lake Erie was nothing but a bunch of E. coli and zebra mussels. I don't know if E. coli, I don't know. Forget the E. coli comment. But... I remember getting there, and I knew right away that it was a prime vacation spot. Even at, like, 8 when I first went there and couldn't do much, I knew. I knew. I saw that pirate skull boogie board, and I said, yeah, this is my time to shine. That's when I became an alpha. 
And <laughs> that was the douchiest thing I've ever said. Uh, but no, it was awesome. And during that car ride, it felt like eternity. But when we got there, man, I learned exactly what it meant for a vacation to clear your mind. <laughs> because I remember just hanging out. I didn't really know the people that we were going with. They were my dad's friends and their families, and they were mostly daughters. So I like latched on to these two uh, other boys that were there. Uh, and we became friends that week and it was a ton of fun. And I just remember playing volleyball, doing trick jumps into the pool and everything. And those small moments like that, even at that young age, again, just learning how much a vacation can mean to you is absolutely incredible. And every time we went there, then after it just got better and better, except when a hurricane hit, like a week before the last time we went and we couldn't use the pool for the first two days because they hadn't cleaned the water yet at the house we rented. Uh, I know, so sad. You went to the Outer Banks and couldn't use the pool while there was a giant ocean next to you. Cry me a river, Nick. Be grateful for what you have, you redheaded piece of you-know-what. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, but, I mean, it was so much fun. And <laughs> my favorite thing about going to the Outer Banks is how Every time we went there, this one store, I think it was called Deep Blue, it had going out of business sale. We went back two years later, going out of business sale. Two years later, going out of business sale. Their whole marketing strategy was to get tourists to shop there because they had prices slashed because they were going out of business. And it's a great idea. Yeah, we came back a couple times. A lot of people probably came back a couple times. But are you really going to remember that if you're not a weirdo like me? Probably not. And... That's where I got Pirate Skull bully, uh, Boogie Board. It was incredible. Uh, that's something I remember fondly from there. Are a lot of businesses like that, just trying to really pick on tourists, and I learned that you can't trust everybody when that was going on. But uh, that was a lot of fun. I remember uh, we didn't go to it. I can't remember. It was Kill Devil Hills, I believe, on the way there. That's where Gravedigger was. And when I was young, we needed to stop there. I bought so many monster trucks. I sat in like this mock version of gravedigger inside the store it was incredible it's probably the best day of my life up to that point uh i'm sure there was some stiff competition from the fun things we used to do in preschool like make thanksgiving turkeys with our hands and draw the outline and add a little gobbler thing and i'm sorry for anyone listening on audio who thought what on earth did he just do you have to watch the video to get a better representation of what that just was but uh really incredible stuff and that trip really helped me for the first time feel like a movie character which might not sound important and it's not but that was the first time i was like life is crazy life's a journey man and at nine that's pretty deep it's pretty deep stuff uh the, the second or was it the last time no it was the second to last time we went uh to the outer banks we'll we'll talk about this in full more uh one day when someone can pick my brain about it this is when i'm going off off a of memory uh, <laughs> we went go-karting and there was like no one there. There's this Jamaican guy running it and he had a great Jamaican accent. I thought it was so funny. It was so cool. And we're driving and driving and driving. I'm kicking everybody's butt. And he goes, one more lap, man. And I'm like, all right, cool. But then he like started closing the gate to block off the track. So I couldn't go around again. I was like, oh, and I went full speed into where they had the other go-karts and hit them. And everyone thought I was dead. I don't know how I didn't blow up. Still better than Danica Patrick, though. Uh, who else am I better than And driving a race car? Oh, boy. Danica Patrick's up there. Natalie Decker's up there. Boris said not on road courses. 
uh, current Ricky Stenhouse Jr., and probably many others. Uh, Pry, uh, Nikita Mazepin from F1. Tons of guys I'm still better than. But listen, it's incredible to know that I survived that crash, and it helped me mature because when I crashed my car in real life, I had already been there, man. I had already done that, <laughs> okay? I had already felt the whiplash. My head had already banked off the back of the headrest. I had lived that life. It was growing pains in the Outer Banks. Sadly, John B. and Sarah Cameron were not there to help me become a whatever they're called. I can't think of what they're called, and I'm afraid if I guess it's not going to sound right, and it might sound offensive. So I'm not going to guess what they refer to themselves as in Outer Banks, but they were not there. None of them were there, and it's very upsetting, and it's almost as upsetting as those two breaking up in real life, Chase Stokes, and I cannot remember her name. But... It stinks. They weren't there. I could have really used some friendship with the locals. There was like a mixer one time. My parents were like, are you going to go? And I had seen enough movies at that point. I'm like, why would I go get attached to this woman? This is like the last time we went. I was 12. And when you're 12, every girl you see, you're falling in love with, you think. And like, why go get my heart broken like that, mom? What's wrong with you? Do you care about me at all? And some of the girls we were with went, and they were like, oh, it was so much fun. We met all these cool people. And I was like, all right, cool. I stayed back here with my father. We watched some baseball, and he let me try beer. So what do you think about that? Who had the better night? Turned out, that was one of the last tastes of beer I'd ever have because I had liver cancer about a year later. Hmm. What do you think about that? What do you think about that? Are you happy you went to Rexer now? Probably not. Probably not. That leads us to the question of the week question of the week this week is brought to you by the heading out podcast which yes that is what you're listening to uh what is your biggest turnoff i really thought google was hitting deep with the relationship kinds of questions today my biggest turnoff has been the same since i was about nine years old when i probably bumped into another girl in the hallway on accident and thought maybe we were in love uh but it's been smoking since i can remember there is nothing that makes me less attracted to you than smoking If my girlfriend right now started smoking, I would be appalled. We would have serious discussions about the future of of our relationship if if, uh, she started smoking. So if she wants an out, there's her out. Uh, I think it's disgusting. I get it's a habit. I had some close family members that smoked, and I get it's a habit. I don't think lesser of you as a person unless you're doing it like in front of children, small children, or doing it in a car with a child in it. It goes hand in hand. Uh, But... I, I hate it. I hate the smell of it. I hate that there's so much information on what it does to you and people still continue to do it. That's the same reason I hate excessive drinking on a frequent basis. Not because I'm jealous that I can't partake, but I just think, why are you knowingly just doing that to your body? Uh, and that's not like I treat my body like a temple. It's just, it's things that are proven harmful, I guess, that people continuously do and abuse again and again and again really ticks me off. But smoking's up there. I've tried to think of other ones. I can't really think of it. Uh, I think people that, and again, it depends on the situation, but people that are rude to their moms. And I know there's like different family feuds or uh, my mom won't let me do this or that or whatever. And it's kind of high school stuff sometimes. But people that just are downright rude to their mother for no reason and not like a funny way, just like I'm genuinely going to be rude to you kind of way. Uh, I know that's the way girls look at men sometimes, like how well, how nice are they to their mom? Do they respect their mom? Excuse me. I just died a little. Uh, but 
yeah, I think those are definitely my top two. I, I could try to come up with a third, but it would take forever. And that would get in the way of our announcement, which is that the merch that we've been teasing is finally on its way. Uh, we're going to order some samples here. We're going to do some photo shoots for all of you. And then you're going to determine if you like it or not. And that'll be that. Uh, but really excited as much as, again, we'll, we'll close the notebook. We'll shoot from the heart right here. Uh, what time is it, by the way? Because I have to work in like 12 hours. Uh, but, you know, what I want, I don't want this to be like, oh, I know some of my friends listen to this and I expect them to buy stuff from me, whatever. You know, what I want this to be is just a place where I can go do something I enjoy, which is podcasting. And then people that I know enjoy it, get something from it, have fun from it. And if I, this is like verbatim what I repeated at the beginning, then oh well. Uh, and I want us to have a fun community, just trade stories, have friends on here, and we tell stories back and forth. And maybe people get entertained by it. I don't expect people to buy this stuff right away. But I've been trying to think of different ways to make secondary income on top of my job. And I feel like a clothing line would be really cool. So as much as this will be branded as like Heads Media, the Heading Out Podcast uh, merch, it's also going to be like, okay, if people like these designs that my girlfriend's making that I'm kind of spitballing and then she actually has talent and makes them happen, uh, you know, if that if we keep hitting on those designs and they sell well and people go, oh, this is genuinely just cool, that opens a really cool door for me. And I love, I love creating is really all it comes down to. And yeah, maybe I just have the ideas and she has to make it happen and it's a really cool team effort. But I really enjoy the idea of people enjoying something that I make so much that they you know, pay for it. They tell people about it and it really feels like they genuinely enjoy the product. Cause you could listen to this and be like, Oh cool. It killed 20 minutes or Oh cool. I heard a funny story or Nickism or whatever, but you know, going out and actually, and again, it's not, this is going to sound greedy, but that's not the point. The point is for someone to enjoy something that you've made so much that they go out and buy it, I think is such a cool feeling. And you know, if we ever had to point to where we sold enough, I would donate proceeds to something good obviously i've got bills to pay so i take some of it and i'm not a rich youtuber yet but yeah, it's very very optimistic uh but i'd love to donate to like make a wish or something at some point once we sell enough to where it would be some substantial amount of money but you know merch is coming and i'm really excited about that really excited to keep creating sharing with all of you next week or two weeks from now, whenever it happens, we'll have a very special episode for you. You're not going to tell you anything about it. You have to subscribe, like, follow, whatever your heart desires to make sure that you don't miss it. This has been the Heading Out Podcast, episode number five. I'm Nick. Thank you for joining me today. Take care of yourselves. Happy Valentine's Day. It's too early for that, but happy Valentine's Day anyway. See you later. Uh-huh.